Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. What the hell's going on out here? Welcome to the latest installment of the Run to Daylight podcast. And no, even though the football music uh, stubbornly remains the uh, the lead-in, even though I changed it to our non-football opening, um, we will be doing, the Mauler and I, a uh, live lineup like we like to do on DraftKings. We'll be going after the $27 tournament. Um Mauler, how you doing? Welcome back. It's been Good. a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm uh, I'm excited and tired at the same time, so I don't know how that's going to mix today. Yeah, I'm tired of being excited myself. I uh, I actually uh, am pretty excited to be back doing the show. I've been a little bit under the weather with a sinus infection, and I'm looking forward to hopefully. Uh, continuing to feel better. Hopefully I don't sound too bad, but everyone who I talk to says, Oh, you sound nasally. So uh, I'm like, I sound nasally regularly. So this is, um, this is uh, worse. How are things going with you other than uh, starting a major Twitter uh, feud? Oh, that's, uh, that's minor compared to what I usually get into. That's why I'm the mauler, you know? I, uh, I was just going to think- say, I mean, you're just living up to your name. And actually, the the incident I was talking about was, uh, it, it seems or appears that you caught the ire of JM to win. You've been challenging him in head-to-heads, and uh, I guess it's on, huh? Well, let me clarify that a little bit. He actually challenged me. Um, but yeah, that, that stemmed, um, the guys were talking the other day, uh, they had used Adam Jones against a guy who was one for 33. So I said, Hey, anybody that uses, um, guys with those statistics against the pitcher, send me a head to head. So I love JM. You know that we both do. He's a great guy, a great writer. Um, I have so much respect for him. It's ridiculous, but yeah, he, uh, sent a friendly challenge of a 30 day head to head, which is real cool. And, um, you know, we've gotten down to business, and, uh, you know, it's all, it's always fun to to play the best in the game and see how you match up. You know, I feel like I can compete with anyone, and, you know, that's just kind of how I grew up. You know, I grew up, you know, in a tough city, and, you know, I was an athlete, so you had to be tough. You had to talk smack just to get through, 
And, uh, you know, uh, people don't really change their persona. So, uh, you know, that's me. That's how I live. Some people like it. Some people think it's abrasive. But, hey, that's life. Deep down inside, the people that know me, like you and, uh, you know, JM, they know I'm a good dude. And, uh, you know, it's just fun to to challenge those guys. I have uh, a 30-day match with him going, a seven-game series with who all of us think probably is the best player in the games, uh, Sahil, a.k.a. Max Delury, And um, it's just fun, like I said. Yep. No, I, I think it's interesting, and I'm glad I asked, because I thought you were challenging him without him even really being part of it, because I did that during football season with Adam Levitan, and eventually he knew who I was and started retweeting the responses, and it was fun. And I had a nice lead on Adam um, up until about week 10, and then he pulled away from me. Uh, but I did. I posted right to the bitter end. I think he, I think he beat me by four or six. Uh, but considering it's my first year doing Daily Fantasy, I thought I did pretty good. Also, I'm, I tend to be more of a tournament guy than a cash game guy. But um, – that is that. We've got an interesting seven-game slate tonight. Uh, we do have a little bit of weather uh, in the New York and Baltimore game. Other than that, it looks pretty clear. Um, have you gotten a chance to uh, play much uh, in the early slate, or are you just focusing on the late one? No. Um, as you know, I'm, I'm sharing lineups or selling lineups now just as a lead in to daily fantasy school, just to try and teach people the ropes, you know, kind of um, show them how I create lineups. And then hopefully, you know, before too long, they'll be able to branch out on their own and create winning lineups themselves. So, you know, I always used to go at the lineup sellers, but there was a method to my madness. So that, that, that's why I began, you know, letting people purchase just so I can kind of talk to them more, let them ask questions on why I rostered this guy. And, you know, one of the things that's cool about playing JM and Sahil is when you share a lot of guys with those guys, you know you're on the right track. And the past couple nights we've shared a ton of people. And uh, so, you know, even if those guys perform or not, you know you're studying correctly, you know you're making the right choices. And I think that's another cool part of just learning and, and making yourself better. Those are very good points. I've, you know, I, I'm uh, pretty honest that I haven't followed baseball in a long time. Um, so I purchased Derek Cardi's The Bat, and obviously I do my own studying to supplement it, but it gives me a really good – I'm not good at spreadsheets and figuring out what to throw into the spreadsheet, and I don't mind paying someone else to do it, and I don't just blindly, sheepishly – uh, follow what it says. So what I've been doing is whenever I see that he has dollar or $2, I don't, I, I you know, I do this more for fun uh, games. And if I see JM uh, trolling the lower games, not that he's trolling, but if he's got games available in the lower end, I'll pick them up. And again, it's mostly just to see what they're doing with their cash game lineups with Derek Carty. It's more about you know, how is he interpreting the information of the bat and applying it versus what I'm doing? And I've held my own. I, I, I'm going to go back and I'll look after uh, 30 days or whatever, and I'll get an idea. But I, I, I think I might even be ahead one at this point. But uh, 
don't uh, don't quote me on that. Um, I actually had a pretty big hit last week. I, I know you know that I came in third place. I've been having a lot of luck with the all-day slates, and uh, my Brewers stack came home. Yeah, the Brewers have been uh, hitting the ball well. You know, they they had two or three games in a row where they hit the ball well and probably were pretty low-owned. Um, but, you know, I heard you mention Derek Cardi, and, you know, he's another guy that I talked to last week. He had a cash game lineup where he was playing a hitter against his pitcher and kind of questioned why. Um, but, you know, it was a learning experience. He gave an answer, uh, you know, that was very, you know, understandable and made you think outside the box. And um, the funny thing is, is when I won the uh, 100K in the knuckleball last year, I actually had a hitter against my pitcher. I had Stanton against Estrada, and he hit a solo home run, which was, you know, one of the reasons that, that I ended up winning. And, you know, it was just me kind of picking his brain a little bit. And, you know, that's what you have to do. We're, we're all in it, you know, to try and win. But, you know, the guys that we talk to and the guys we deal with, nobody is has an ego so, you know, a big, a big enough ego where they don't want to help or, you know, share their ideas. So I think that's one of the cool things of Daily Fantasy, too, in the community. Well, and that's one of the things I love about JM to win. Derek also has been very forthcoming. Um, if you're not following him, he's been doing, uh, Derek's been doing some grinders live. Um, and he, he just, he's excellent. I mean, he's very opinionated. You could tell he kind of cheeses some people off at times. Um, but I love it. Um, JM to wins actually on today at three thirty with Jeff El Jefe and cheese is good on a game theory pod, and I never miss those. So um, no Derek Cardi today, if anyone wanted to listen. So why don't we get going? I had, I had meant to bring up you selling lineups and maybe give you some crap about it, but the truth is I never try to inflict my morality on another person. Not, not that I even have a morality on this. But I think that if you've got a good enough reputation and people want to pay you for lineups, that why shouldn't you take the money? Um, I I personally think that they would be better off instead of buying lineups, learning how to win like you did. Um, and I know you're going to have the school for that reason. Um, but that's my thoughts on that. I have nothing against lineup sellers. I mean, if that's how they want to make money and people want to invest, uh, it's either a, a, a positive for them or a negative. I tend to more spend for information that I can use to study. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's my long-term goal is, you know, to help these guys um, by starting out with baby steps and then kind of seeing – you know, how I construct my lineups each day and, you know, what what types of uh, statistics and stuff I'm looking at and then maybe get them into a session or two of daily fantasy school and then, you know, kind of let them loose and see how they do. And I think, you know, that would be, uh, you know, better for the game. And, um, you know, a lot of times you see people that, you know, will sell lineups but then won't play them. Um, you know, they'll sell lineups and then just take the money and not play the lineups. And that's, you know, I think that's kind of iffy and, and kind of shady, but, you know, I, I make sure the lineups that I send my people are the ones that I'm putting, you know, hundreds or even thousands of dollars in every day. And, 
um, you know, it's just trying to, to teach them how to fish. You know, when we first began doing this, that was our, our main goal. And I think, uh, you know, I'm just trying to expand on that initial goal. Well, and I think that that's very fair. And I, I think it's a very good point. And it's one of the reasons that when we make these live lineups, we always tell people, this is a lineup that, that we're going to play. Like, and, you know, I, we, we both wondered if Roto Grinders copied our idea because right after we started doing the lineup building show, a couple weeks later, they started doing it. And that really, to me, doesn't matter. But I do think that our point of differentiation from them is they'll go around the room and kind of one guy will do a position and another guy will do another position. What I like with what we do is we try and form a consensus that we both can feel good about. Um, And I guess they do that in a way too, but um, we're going to start with pitching like we always do and see where we're at with pitching. I'll go first today and I will give you out of the late slate. My one lock has been Drew Smiley. Uh, The Dodgers do not hit his handedness of pitching very well at all. Um, it's a, it's a winnable matchup against wood on the road. And I just think that smiley, let's, let me give you some statistics to back this up. Um, uh, an adjusted or what I call a true strikeout rate of over 30%, which is elite, um, to give you, uh, an idea, uh, Steven Strasburg's adjusted today is only 24.1%. So he's the guy that I have really kind of focused on. Um, I haven't done much with the the smaller slates yet. Um, Mike Leakey is a guy, or Leak, I don't know how you pronounce it. He's a guy that um, I have interest. Anybody who plays against the Phillies, uh, I have some interest in. Uh, but going a little bit lower, I think Adam Morgan, who's a guy that uh, JM kind of touted earlier today in his article, uh, Philly against St. Louis, St. Louis offense is, it's good, but, and at times very good, but I mean, the guy's only 4.8, you know, you can fit in a lot of bats if you put in a guy like that. Um, I'll, I'll leave it there. And who are your pitchers for the late slate? Yeah, I um I agree. I like Smiley. You know, um we're both in agreement that the Dodgers are very crappy against lefties, but then somehow they they uh destroyed Matt Moore last night. So that kind of threw a wrench in my idea of Smiley, but you know, uh two days in a row, I think it's a getaway day for the Dodgers and Smiley's been pitching very well. You know, he used to be a Detroit Tiger, so I I got to watch him come up through the system and very good pitcher um, with, uh, you know, good secondary pitches. So I like him. The guy that I had uh, ranked first on my list, however, um, is Mike Fears. Minnesota strikes out quite a bit. Um, you know, they're not the best team in the world. Um, and he's only at, at 8.3. You know, he's been very inconsistent this year. But, uh, you know, the last few games, he's he's gotten 20, you know, close to 20 daily fantasy points. And, um he's only gotten a win in one of those. So I think uh, they're in a, a very good position to win today. 
Um, Houston is supposed to score the second most run, so that puts him in a good position, you know, to get that extra four points for the win. So I like him. And uh, I don't mind paying up for Jose Fernandez today, um, which sounds a little crazy because he's been, you know, kind of inconsistent. I don't want to say inconsistent, but he hasn't, he hasn't gone, you know, out of the sixth inning yet this year. And that's, that that's just been his problem is throwing way too many pitches, but he's one of the, the most competitive guys in the game. And, uh, you know, let, let's face it, Arizona outside of Goldschmidt, Tomas and Peralta, the lefty, they're all kind of iffy, you know, I mean, I know Brandon Drury's been hot, um, but then you're piecing in guys like Nick Ahmed, uh, Phil Goslin, and, and those guys, they're not great hitters. And I think Fernandez can take advantage of them. So I don't mind paying up for him. And, uh, you know, Morgan that you mentioned down there at the bottom, I don't mind playing him because you can basically, uh, I made a joke the other night that if people would have played gray and Bartolo Cologne, they could have fit in Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at today. If you, if you go down and want to pay down for Adam Morgan, you can basically play any hitter you want today. So, um, and, uh, you know, the leak thing, uh, I totally agree. You always want to try and target uh, guys against Philadelphia bats. Waka had a hell of a game last night, pitched eight innings, but the offense wouldn't get him any runs. So uh, he couldn't get a win there. But I still think he had uh, about 28 and a half DraftKings points in eight innings pitched. Um, you know, Philly still have Ryan Howard and those guys that strike out a ton. So, you know, I think Leak is also a good play down there at 7,400. All right, so Smiley seems to be the number one. Um, I like the idea of Mike Fears. I don't have him anywhere else. And then we can see where we're at with the bats. And if we feel that we need to go down to Morgan, we can. Um, but, why, yeah, why don't we leave it, uh, put Smiley in, and then let's leave the second pitcher spot open like we do a lot of times. I think we've yeah. got three or four really good targets at different price points, and let's just see where we end up going. So um, one of the interesting things tonight is, you know, and, and since I started doing better at GPPs, uh, I'm, you know, because of the randomness of baseball, you know, the best guy can easily go 0 for 4, and the worst guy can go 3 for 4. It happens a lot more often in baseball than in basketball for certain and even football. Um, I tend to try and limit my exposure to the what I consider to be the chalk. And the chalk for me tonight is the Blue Jays. I'm not against taking a Blue Jay, but I'm not really interested in stacking Blue Jays. If I'm going to take one guy, it would be Donaldson. Uh, but then you tend to have a lot of other options at third base. Are there any teams, Mauler, that you're really focused in on tonight? Well, I couldn't agree with you more about the Blue Jays right now. I mean, you take a look at what happened last night. Most of the people that played were on Edwin Encarnacion, and those guys that pivoted off him onto Justin Smoke were the ones that got paid off. Um, the, myself, JM, and Sahil all rostered uh, Bautista, and uh, – he, he was pretty bad, you know. Yeah, he, was, he, he looks real bad right now. And you combine that with a high ownership, and it's an easy fade. Last night I was on Abreu, who hits knuckleballers well. 
Um, I didn't have a great night overall because mostly because of Matt Moore, but um, I certainly got Abreu right. Yeah, and that was one thing I noticed yesterday too was that he hits knuckleballs uh, well. I talked to my buddy that you know I play with every day and let him know you know that he's uh, he's good against knuckleball and particularly good against uh, Wright who was pitching yesterday. So yeah, um, the team that I'm targeting outside. Uh, well, I, I guess we're not really targeting Blue Jays other than Donaldson, but I, I'm targeting uh, Houston Bats. Um, they're supposed to score the second highest on the slate, and they're at home, which is, you know, always an advantage. It's kind of a hitter's ballpark. So, you know, uh, their guys are t- tend to be a little more expensive, and, um, you know, Springer got hot last night, so maybe he can keep it going. So I'm looking at, you know, some of those guys, the Altuve's, the Springer's, the Correa's, and uh, kind of work in from there. All right. And I will throw in um, Houston is definitely someone that I think they're going to be pretty high owned tonight. Um, I'm definitely not against using them. Um, But I I also, you know, CC Sabathia has been a gas can and those Oriole bats are nothing to sneeze at. So, um, the right-handed bats of the Orioles are very interesting to me. And if I'm going with an Orioles stack, I'm not leaving Chris Davis out. One of the things I've already learned is if you really rough up a pitcher, you get into the bullpen and, you know, there's a very good chance that he'll, your left-handed bat will face a righty. I haven't checked Chris Davis's splits, lefty versus lefty. Um, do you know how he does lefty versus lefty? No, um, but I totally agree. I mean, you know, Chris Davis isn't one of those guys that they're going to pinch hit for because they bring in a a lefty-lefty matchup from the pen. And, you know, Mark Trumbo has, uh, I I think I read it this morning, five of his eight home runs against lefties this year and only 27 at-bats. So when we're constructing the roster, you kind of, you know, pencil him in um, no matter what facing, uh, you know, CeCe because because of those numbers you know five home runs and 27 at bats against the lefty is is quite ridiculous to be honest so um i totally agree i like the baltimore idea and uh and you know go ahead and start from there and build our way down all right so um yeah i would say that uh tie goes to the oriole and the astros as we do this um, I am not tied to stacking, especially in a more expensive lineup, um, because everyone does stack. And that was one of the big lessons from Fantasy Boot Camp uh, that JM made. So I am not um, against doing it. So let's start with first base. It's a key position. Uh, who do you like tonight at first base? Well, um, you know, just from our talks of uh... – of uh, just now, you know, you got to throw Chris Davis in there. Um, you know, if if he didn't go off last night, I would say let's try Justin Smoke. But after the night he had last night, you know, you got to think he might be a little more high owned. But he's on my radar. But seeing the fact where he might be more high owned, um, I kind of like Encarnacion. Um, and then as you work your way down, you know, I'm not really seeing much that I like maybe uh, Matt Adams if you want to save some money uh, he's been hitting cleanup for uh, the Cardinals um, 
but I don't know what what hand Morgan is. I would have to see if he's a lefty. Then Matt Adams isn't going to be in I the lineup. Tell you, hold but, on. Uh, my sheet has it. Uh, he is a lefty. Yeah, so Matt Adams would be off the board there. So you know, it just kind of leaves me with uh, uh, what you mentioned, Chris Davis. I like, um, followed by uh, Encarnacion and, and maybe Smoke. Are there any other guys you like besides those three that I just mentioned? Well, one guy I'm looking up now, um, and you know, you're not going to get a ton of information out of him because he's new, but Byung-Ho Park of Minnesota is a very underrated player. He bats right and, um, you know, not a real big split difference. He, he hits lefties a little bit better. Uh, Byung Park is someone who I'm always interested in. Uh, Jose Abreu is someone at $4,000 who I think has as much ability as anyone. Uh, Shea Buckholtz has been a little bit of a gas can himself. Um, so those would be the other ones. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm a big, big, big guy for using Jose Abreu because he's always clinically over under owned and he can put up as good a night as anyone. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's another guy that I was going to mention and he's facing the lefty, like you said, in Buckholz. And, uh, you know, the White Sox ballpark is a good hitter's ballpark as Buckholz well. Buckholz so. is a righty. Oh, Buckholz, is he? Yeah. Oh, well, they got it wrong. Oh. They got him listed left, lefty on this site. Well, either way, I'm, I'm good with rostering um, Abreu if you want to pencil him in. All right. Let's do that. Um, we can, you know, we can always, for $100 more, we could go Chris Davis, too. Um I don't know how to really quickly look up batter versus pitcher. Let me do a quick Chris Davis versus. Let's see if something comes up. Yeah. I don't I, I'm still too new at this to, to look up, but I want to look up Chris Davis's splits. It is, a le- it, it is a lefty. A lefty versus a lefty, which will also give him a very low ownership. So I want to look at this. Uh, splits. Career. Thank you to our friends at Fangraphs. So uh, career versus lefty versus lefty, 262 ver- 236. Uh, so there's, you know, there's, there's definitely a, uh, Little a difference. difference. There's definitely a difference. All right. Let's leave yeah, Abreu in for now. Yeah. And you know, if we have a hundred dollars and we decide we want to switch, that's fine. Um, I know we bypass catchers, so, but I'm going to jump over there real quick because um, I really like JT real Mutu again. He's hitting in the leadoff spot again tonight. That's why I wanted to mention it, because the Miami lineup just dropped and he was hitting uh, first again. Um, I know De La Rosa had a good game last time out, but at 3,100, a guy that's hitting leadoff in front of, you know, guys like Stanton and Yelich, I think is kind of, uh, you know, a good guy to to at least uh, consider. Yeah, I had a lot of him last night, so – 
Um, I have no other problem there. Do you have any other catchers that you're looking at? No, I mean, he's far and above uh, the guy I like. Um, if McCann was at home, I'd have him a little higher considered um, because I love the lefties hitting at Yankee Stadium. But um, he is in Baltimore, which is, you know, still a hitter's park, but it's not quite as good to lefties as um, Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know, we mentioned Baltimore, so I would throw Weeders in, even though he's, you know, started off really slow this season, only hitting 217 with one home run. Um, but, yeah, I think hitting leadoff and, you know, facing a guy that has a track record of not being great is uh, is, is good for real Mutu. Yep, I, uh, I've i locked him in. Um, I, again, catcher is such a, a tough position every day when you can get a guy who is reasonably priced leading off in an order. Um, I think that almost becomes a no-brainer and just hope that not everyone else thinks it's a no-brainer. So on to second base, and to me, there's only one name here, and that name is Mahler? Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is our second baseman. We have money to pay up, and we've just paid up for Jose Altuve. Um, if you're entertaining a Houston stack, there's no reason, I don't think, to uh, avoid him. So why don't yeah. we go o- over to third base? And uh, we've talked about Josh Donaldson, but why don't you talk about some of your other options there? Well, you know, looking at, at what we discussed earlier, I mean, Donaldson is, is right up there, but I think, you know, uh, Manny Machado is right there with him. Uh, as you stated, Sabathia is pretty much not Sabathia anymore. Um, Machado actually doesn't have great splits against lefties, but hitting at the top of that order, hitting in front of Davis, uh, hitting in front of Trumbo, he steals bases. He's, uh, I think, just as good an option as Donaldson is today. And, you know, those guys are my number ones. And then, you know, there's a, a, a huge drop off to where, you know, I would go after them. I think, well, uh, I'll throw I think if out you're looking, one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll throw out. Uh, an, <laughs> I'll throw <laughs> out Derek Dietrich as a oh uh, That's why. That's why we kept interrupting each other because that's who I was going to throw out to at thirty-two hundred. Uh, I guess great minds think alike. So I'll let you go ahead and finish your thought on him. Well, uh, he's batting fifth. We. Um, you know, we've got Real Muto in the lineup. Um, I know that's a pretty big uh, jump, but uh, why don't we stick him in since both of us were, uh, you know, I just think you're going to see 30, 35% ownership on both Donaldson and Machado when you've got a splits issue like you do with, um, with Machado it's easy for me to fade him with ownership, even though I do like the Orioles. Um, Donaldson, again, you know, I, I think I think if we have extra money, we can come back and stick him in. Uh, but I like Donaldson a good bit better than Machado tonight. Um, if I'm going to pay for that ownership, I'm going to pay for it there. I think Evan Longoria is another name that is worth mentioning um, and Martin Prado has been hitting pretty good. So um, that, that's my names there. We'll head over to the shortstop position where, once again, I only have one name, 
and it's Carlos Correa, um, you know, batting right behind um, third behind Altuve and Springer. We've got money to spend. Um, I, 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 I like Correa. Yeah, I love Correa there too. Um, I missed the days where DraftKings had Machado listed at shortstop for a week or two because we could have gotten creative there, but you know, he's back to strictly third base and, you know, I think uh, I think Correa is really the only play for us there. Um, if you want to save some money, uh, I mean, Tulowitzki's really struggling. He's still, I think, at like 167. Yeah, 167. But he does have five home runs. So, you know, you might get a flash in the pan and get a home run. But, you know, he's dropping down to 3,600. So, you know, to our listeners that, you know, want to save some money, um, they want to pivot off Correa, you know, I think Tulowitzki is, is a decent play there. Yep, and I'll throw out um, Diaz for St. Louis. He's been tearing the cover off the ball. People don't play him much because he is low in the batting order. Uh, yep. But he is someone who I definitely will be having in a couple lineups. So Correa is done. Why don't you throw out your no-brainer outfielders? Well, uh, my no-brainers, I only have two. Um, and, you know, knowing how we each think and knowing each other, I think um, one of them is, is a definite share, and that's uh, Mark Trumbo. I mean, like I, I mentioned the stats earlier, five home runs and 27 at-bats against lefties. Um, Sabathia is, needless to say, on the downward uh, path of his career, and Baltimore's at home, and, you know, they, they kill the ball there, so... Um, you know, I love Trumbo. And then my second guy um, went a little crazy last night. Phil Hughes is also a gas can. Um, I watched him in person against the Tigers last week, and they were just teeing off against him. And he has one of the hardest uh, hit ball rates in uh, in baseball. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was he and Kashner, um, who I tried to play as many people as I could against Kashner last night, um, have the hardest uh, hit ball rates in, in the game. So um, last two days, Springer has uh, two home runs and, uh, you know, hopefully he's heating up and we catch him at the right spot. Yeah. I I've got Springer and Trumbo as my top two guys also. So that makes it easy. It's, it's easy to fade them because of um, Batista, you know, he's going to be the high owned guy. Adam Jones at 4,000 is very interesting. If we stick him in, that would give us 6,800 left. Um, Let's see, going down the list of other guys that I really kind of like, Colby Rasmus at 3,700. He would give us 7,100 left. Um, He's a guy that could hit a home run any, any night. Um, yeah. What I so, did over here was I, I plugged in Mike Leake just because he was a guy we both liked, and then we had 3,400 left, and this just kind of started looking in that range because if we um, if we put in Morgan, we're left with way too much money. Not that I'm opposed to having you know money on the table, but the guys up at the top today, I'm not too terribly interested in. You know, Ellsbury and Gardner are are good. You know, they have speed, but they're not going to hit bombs and. Uh, you know, uh, I think we might be able to find some value down there. I'm not sure, but we can take a look. Well, there's two guys that I, you know, in the lower price range that I'll throw out. 
One of them has kind of become a favorite of mine, and his name is Ozuna. We've we've already got two people from his team on our roster, and he's just been hitting the ball very hard. And then uh, Nolan Reimold at 3,100 hits CC Sabathia very well. Uh, we all know BVP isn't um, the be-all and end-all in, in, in the world, but at 32 at-bats, seven singles, two doubles, a triple, two home runs, two walks, six strikeouts, 375 average, on-base percentage of 400, uh, slugging of 688. So uh, I think Nolan Reimold is a sneaky play today. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, in past years, you looked for Reimhold when uh, Baltimore is facing a lefty. He's their specialist that they, you know, always pencil in against lefties because he absolutely kills them. So I'm glad you found him down there at 3,100. I think he's a great play, um, especially because a lot of people, if they're, you know, looking to stack or mini stack Baltimore um, at, at around that price range, you have uh, – Joey Ricard at 3,300, you know, so if you go down uh, 200 more, you find Reimhold. So I think that's a great find down there. And uh, a guy I'll mention, you know, just for our listeners that I also like uh, is no more Maraza. He homered against the Jays the other day. He hits two for the Rangers, um, big left-hander, uh, strong kid. He's only 21 years old, hits the cover off the ball and has a rocket for an arm. So he's really started to come into his own lately. So at 3,000, um, he's a guy I'll throw out for our listeners too. He's hitting 325 on the year with three homers and nine uh, nine RBI. So he's uh, also in play for those of you that are looking for guys down at that price point. Okay, uh, pitching wise, that leaves us with 7,700 dollars. Um, I would like to try and find a way to get up to your guy fears. Um, so. Uh, you know, we could go with, you know, we could try and fit in fears or at 7,700 Ruby Della Choca, Phil Hughes, Mike Leak, um, Carlos Radon are the, the three guys there. And I, I just, from what, you know, looking at the numbers and you liked fears, you know, I, I wonder if we could find a way to get that 600 back. Um, the one yeah. guy who, who doesn't belong to any of our stacks is Jose Abreu. And if we take Jose Abreu out and we put fears in at first base, that leaves Joe Maurer, Ryan Howard, Mitch Moreland, Adrian Gonzalez, um, and a guy that I kind of like in Steve Pierce. I think he's criminally underappreciated. Uh, he had another good game last night, uh, two hits and four at-bats, 17 points. He has scored 17, 2, 5, 5, 21, 0, 7, 9, 7, and 0, the last 10. I think he's interesting. Smoke is available as well. Um, so if, if we want to go down first base, that is one way we could do it. If uh, – yeah, so uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I uh, I like three of the guys that you mentioned. I like Smoke. Um, you know, baseball is a game of streaks. And, when you know, when somebody's hitting well, I know he hit his first two home runs of the year last night, but 
you know, he's somebody that I, I wouldn't mind rostering. I also really like uh, Pierce. He's one of those lefty killers, too. Um, he he hit very well off Casimir last night, had a home run, had two hits. Um, so I'm guessing he'll be hitting in the four slot again tonight. So that's a, a good play. And a, a guy you didn't mention that I'm on uh, as well with the money that we have left would be Mitch Moreland. Uh, he's facing I, I a righty in Sanchez. Oh, well, he's facing a righty in Sanchez. He's a big, strong left-hander in that uh, in that uh, Ranger lineup. He's not had the same breakout games that uh, the previous two that I mentioned have, but he's another guy that would be on my radar. But I guess if I had to choose one, I think I would agree with you. And because he would be so low-owned, I think Steve Pierce would be a good idea. And, and, well, and, and, in a way, and also, you know, we also have Dietrich and Real Mudo. Well, Pierce oh, played for Tampa Bay, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But here, you you can think of it this way. He played for Baltimore for many years, so he can kind of be a uh, uh, a part of our Baltimore stack. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm pretty pleased with this. Um, the other place we could look if we go Abreu, um, I'm just going to stick Abreu back in. For a second, the only other spot maybe is Dietrich at third base. Um, we would have to go with a cheap option like Andres Blanco, Justin Turner. Uh, Brandon Drury is actually pretty interesting at 2,300. Phil Gosselin, eh. I think we're better off keeping Dietrich, don't you? Yeah, um, I mean, Turner hits well off lefties. The problem is if he goes crazy – um, you know, he's facing Smiley. So we kind of lose points by gaining points there. So, no, I, I don't mind the Pierce play at all. You know, if if he if he stays hot and, you know, maybe hits another dinger tonight, then we're going to be ahead of the game because, like you said, he's going to be so low-owned. All right. And that leaves one other possibility for upgrading. We've got a little bit of money left. Other third basements that we can put in instead of Dietrich are Eduardo Nunez, Luis Valbuena, Trevor Plouffe, Martin Prado, and Adrian Beltre. And I think Beltre is pretty darn interesting for a GPP. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure what the pricers, you know, saw with moving him down to 3,500. I mean, he's. Oh, for his last eight in the last two games. But before that, he had, you know, 14 and nine points respectively. Um, he's just a professional hitter, um, you know, but, but I'm good either way. I'm good with Dietrich or I'm good with Beltre. I mean, Dietrich's hot. Um, he's had uh, uh, two 20-point games in the last three. Um, average, he had 18 on, uh, against Milwaukee on uh, Saturday, 22 on Sunday, and then he actually had a four-point game coming off the bench to pinch hit um, against Arizona on uh, on yesterday. So I'm good with either. I think if we're looking for upside, um, I think we go Dietrich just for the fact that he's about half Beltre's age. And, you know, Beltre, he's not going to go out and get a triple. He's not going to steal any bases. And those peripherals, you know, could be sneaky if, if, if Dietrich gets on. He could steal you a base or he could leg out a triple or something like that. All right, Beltre is, um, you know, using the bat, uh, 7.85 points tonight. Dietrich, 
7.24. Uh, I'm okay leaving Dietrich too. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's fine. And we will do that. So to recap for our audience, our lineup tonight in the $27 payoff pitch, unless we have some injuries or late breaking news is Drew Smiley, Mike Fears, JT Riomuto, Steve Pierce, Jose Altuve, Derek Dietrich, Carlos Correa, George Springer, Mark Trumbo, and Nolan Reimold. Um, that gives us three Astros and two Orioles and two yep. uh, Miami players with one Tampa Bay. So I, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, are we done more? Yeah, I think it came together pretty well. Um, you know, the, the thing that's been hindering winning more money um, at the start of the year is, you know, the top pitchers on the slates haven't been pitching well at all. So hopefully our pitchers do what they're supposed to and, you know, the rest of the lineup kind of falls into place. But I think it came along well. And, you know, like I said, I was excited. We haven't done this in a while. So it was fun to get back at it. And, you know, uh, a win always makes it sweeter. Absolutely. Uh, last, last kind of thought um, you had mentioned, and we really didn't look at it. If we throw Adam Morgan in and we put Donaldson in at third base and first base, the, uh, the most expensive guy is Texera or Goldschmidt. Um, so let's say we put in uh Abreu again. That uh, we'd have eleven hundred left over. Uh, yeah, and there's no real other place to upgrade unless you. Well, Rymold would uh, be the other place. Rymold, yep. uh, we could go to Adam Jones from Rymold, and we could go Smiley, Morgan, have Abreu at first, Donaldson at third, and Adam Jones in the outfield. I know I'm throwing a monkey wrench into an already done lineup. Hey, do you want to run it both ways? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. All right, yeah, we're going to run it both that. ways, let's have folks. Fun. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're you know fun. we're talking about thirteen fifty each. Why why sit there and gnash our teeth um, if one does it and the other doesn't? Um, I'm going to put it in both ways. Yeah, I've taught you well, Grasshopper. That's always my theory. If I get stuck between <laughs> two lineups, I say, job, just leave one the way it is, and I'll make the new one." So yeah, let's do that. I think that's a great idea. All right, so that's our show for tonight uh, or this afternoon. We thank all those who listen to our program. Um, we are expecting our lineup to – what was that? <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to – how much? That much. Okay. Well, um, we haven't been together for a while, but the boys are back in town. Mauler, take care. Todd, have a good day and good luck. <laughs> Change had much to say, but man, I still think them cats are crazy. 
anywhere you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.